Oh my god, welcome. It is the Talking Normies podcast with your host Chris Johnson here. Today's topic is going to be on online series. Which one's the best? Which one's the worst? Let's get it started. Everyone's going to introduce themselves. Talking Normies podcast. It worked. Totally. What's up? Right here to my left, we have... I am Sir AJ. Oh my lord. I, I'm Surge. Not, don't be confused. I'm not AJ. I'm Surge. But if you try to look for AJ in the comments, it usually just pops up Surge. Yeah. These are facts. And what about over here at Caddy Corner, <laughs> oh, Timmy? Lord. Hello, my name is Marketa. Gotta clap. Gotta clap for that. Woo! Putting it on, putting it on. You uh, guys probably know me for being very quiet and have very high-pitched, loud laugh. <laughs> Those are the things I love about you. Thanks. Uh, I made the intro. I knew we needed something funky to like jam to. So, guys, I am excited. This is our first live podcast. For whatever reason, it's in 480, but I feel like it probably sounds good still. Yeah. Hopefully probably. it sounds okay. I mean, yeah. the 480 quality. I mean, that's kind of... We've been trying to work on getting better video quality, and it looks like we want to step down. But... <laughs> Next time, and it's funny because you. we're recording with the nicest camera we have. Yeah, we're recording a, with like DSLR the reaction here. camera. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I, we're gonna kick it off. I'm gonna give everybody uh the outline of how it's gonna go. We're gonna talk about shows that we didn't think were so great, but we probably like still set through them all, or maybe even shows that you kind of quit out on. And all of these shows have to be online, so they can either be on Hulu, like Hulu exclusive, Netflix exclusive, YouTube exclusive. Got it. If it's exclusive to that platform, then it, it can go. So that's it. So for things like uh, if it's on HBO, it can't because you can watch it on HBO or you can watch it online. If it's on Stars, you can't because you can watch it on Stars or you can watch it online. So streaming sites only. Yeah. Okay. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to get it kicked off with uh, one that I recently watched all the way through. And people told me we were going to love it. They said we were going to love it. And they were like, if you guys like One Punch Man, then you need to watch this shit. Oh, Lord. I know what it is. <laughs> and it was Devil Man Crybaby. Ah. Which is nothing like One Punch Man at all. <laughs> we were deceived. Yeah. It had really good moments where like you're like, oh, I think the story's going to get into this. And then it just kind of went up its own ass for a second. There were titties that ate each other. How many episodes in, in the first season was it? 10? 10 I think it's 10. Standard. I feel like it was 11, maybe or 12. Yeah. So imagine a nipple, but that, and it opens up and it has teeth and then it bites a guy's head off. That, I mean, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, it does. And like, you're like, oh. This then gore you... and all this like sexualized stuff. Maybe this is going somewhere. I mean, it just kind of doesn't. So, oh, I, yeah. I I must say that I didn't enjoy it at first, but in hindsight, I do see that it has something to say, and and it's you know it has a point. It's valuable. Yeah. What does it have to say, Marquetta? If you will, please tell us what 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 they were getting at because they didn't what do this until like the last two or three episodes. Each other. Essentially, they were getting at the like you know mob mentality and. Oh. Um, kind of how fear mongering can, fear like, control can like spiral into like outward fascism and just you know people killing people. Okay, yeah, because AJ recommended the show. Yeah, to it's me. interesting. It is, and like at first it's kind of shrouded in like gore and sex, so you kind of don't see where it's going. But then when it gets there, you're like, oh, okay. I just wish that like it, it felt like. It felt like if I told you a story and I meandered for two hours and then in the last hour I gave you, you like brought it back with some moral and you're like, story. Oh. I'm like oh well this made all the titty eating worth it yeah 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 right <laughs> finally <laughs> oh hello everybody I will be honest about my agents of shield hate I actually really like the last episode 
Oh, see? So, it's, it's I, getting quote, good. Quote Chris from last episode, he is excited to watch the next one. That is a fact. He said it. Which is not a thing that happens often. So, uh, does anybody else have... I mean, I got a couple more series on here, but um, I know that a couple of them overlap with yours. But what about you? Uh, also, remind me to say something about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Disney streaming site in the future, later on in the podcast. Yeah, we talk yeah, about. Um, Are we talking about recent things we've watched? Uh, no, no, no. As long as it was on a streaming service and you watched it and it just kind of petered out for you. Okay, so um, The Path, which is on uh, Hulu, I believe. Yeah. It is uh, stars Aaron Paul. And it's a it's an original on there. And it was one of the ones that was touted as being uh, like one of the upper echelon. Like, ones was this Hulu, right after Breaking Bad, or how far after Breaking Bad was it? Uh, it, it was like three, four or five years after Breaking Bad, but it was like starring Aaron Paul. So you know, I'm obviously a big fan of his, and he he and he does a really good job in the show itself. The show itself, the premise is interesting. It's about kind of this cult or this sort of like this Scientology type uh, cult, and. Aaron Paul is essentially the leader of said cult. Ooh. And, um, yeah, that's about as interesting as it gets. Because, I mean, uh, you learn about all these other side characters that you don't really care about too much. And then uh, I kind of stopped watching, like, halfway through the first season, which sucks because the premise was really cool, but it never kind of got down to what you kind of want that kind of show to talk about. Yeah. It was just kind of about the side character's dilemma. It was very interesting to see, you know... a how a Scientology type group works like that. I'm sorry for all Scientologists out there in, in the audience. But um I was lightening the mood could, so that you, you know yeah, people don't, don't think don't you're just shitting get, on Scientology. Yeah, I don't want to get this video flagged because we're talking about Scientology. <laughs> but I mean it was clearly that's what it was analogous to. And um I just feel like it's on like the fourth season now and I don't know what mm. you know the Rotten Tomatoes score is at like a seventy. It just didn't it didn't pique my interest enough to continue watching the series. It sounds like it's got a great actor and then a great premise and then it just yeah. kind of fell short. And for honest to God, most of them on my list that don't make it, that's why. It's yeah. like you had a fucking ridiculously awesome premise and you yeah. did not stick the landing. Yeah. Like you fucking and Oh shit. Talk. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Then you don't have to do that, man, but appreciate it a lot. You right on. Question? You got a question, you fire it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, I'm also trying to read you guys' questions as they're coming up. And in fact, at the very end, I'll do a little bit of Q&A where we'll, uh, we'll answer all some of the questions. In the future, what we're going to be doing is uh, we'll have a call-ins. But those call-ins, you'll probably have to be a part of our Patreon and be on our Discord to get the call-in set up, even at the $2 tier. So that means most everybody will be able to call in. But for now, at the end, I'm going to try to read you guys' questions. But also, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of the streaming uh, shows end up doing. Is like this kind of cool premise, and then they kind of pour the budget into a, like an A-list actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Aaron Paul is not what you consider A-list. I, I consider him an A-lister. He does get I mean, his he's, tot. He's not a Brad Pitt, if you will. But yeah, he's. Uh, I feel like you know when you pour that much budget into those two things only, that's enough to get eyes on the show. I don't think it's enough to retain viewership though well they're probably not putting as much into the writing and into script making they're just you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's like we got this premise and we probably have some like okay writers and that's why the stories always fall short even though like they're super great in the beginning yeah um yeah so if you've seen the path and if you've like seen it all the way through let us know in the chat i don't know if you're a fan i mean diehard aaron paul fans probably seen it all the way through but it just wasn't enough to keep me watching unfortunately yeah and what there aren't that many Hulu shows to begin with, so it's Hulu, like... except for the one that you haven't seen yet. We'll get to that oh. one later, though. Are we talking about Handmaid? Yeah, we are. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, and uh, Future Man. That's one. Ah, heard that was good. Season two coming out soon. It's written by um, the, the fucking directors for the first three episodes, Seth Rogen and uh, Ethan or Ian Goldberg. Oh, for real? Yeah. So it's super badass. Did not know that. What about you over there, young Chexter? 
<laughs> well, uh, so we're talking about shit, all of it, and I regret it, and I can't take the time back. <laughs> and this show, da da da, is Castle Rock. Oh. Unfortunately, this show is a big disappointment to me because this is a Hulu that... original, by the way. I think. Yep. Yes. Uh, based off of Stephen King stories. Yes. So okay, first Stephen King. Second, it deals with um, somewhat time travel, somewhat like alternate dimension. Type Whoa! Of thing. Spoilers there. Um, it's it's just a lot going on over there, and I feel like they tried to put so much in ten episodes that in the end it just kind of backfired. Yeah. And uh, it could have been way more interesting if they if they gave it more time. Maybe if the epi- if the season was longer, and if they just d- decided to omit some aspect of that story. Yeah, like if there was going to be a so it's an anthology series, so you get to yeah. the end of it, and that's the end of the story. If there's going to be a season two, I actually might have watched it because I, I like think there might be. But it, but since it's an anthology, it won't have anything to do with the previous story. Yep. Because I, I heard, I mean, I was watching it with Will and Ben, and Will is a huge, they're both huge Stephen King fans. So they probably and love so it. So within the story itself, within the season, there's a lot of Easter eggs to other Stephen King yeah. works. So I think maybe if they do a second season, they'll do another story based in the Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Uh, so at the King end, novel. the main girl, her name is, uh, I almost said Jackie Treehorn <laughs> from uh, Big Lebowski. Her name is, um, she has the same last name as the main character, Jack Torrance. Her name is Jackie Torrance, the same main character from... Um, with the axe and the door and the hotel and the overlook. Uh, um, oh, the shinning. Shinning. The shinning. The shinning. So she's a, she's related to those characters and like she same was talking actress? about the overlook. Not the same mm-hmm. actress. She's just like a young actress and she's like, I got this uncle who like went to this hotel. Mm-hmm. And so they hint that that That's season cool. two That's might cool. be back at the overlook or something like that, which would be really cool. And it's just like, I'm like, damn, that's awesome. But the main story. There's like things that happen and you think back to them. You're like, what the fucking fuck? Why did that even happen? <laughs> and Scott, what's his name? Skarsgård. Yeah, the, right? uh, Bill Skarsgård, I believe. The kid, what is what his name is. And like the premise is kind of interesting and all that. But then in the end, all the characters make dumb choices. And then like a big thing happens it, where it's it, like the whole thing's ambiguous, right? You're yeah. like, everybody's like, that kid's the devil. And you don't fucking know. You don't know. And then something happens yeah. at the end where you're like, is he though? Yeah. <laughs> so isn't the whole show like that though? Like kind of. Oh, some supernatural thing kind of just happened, maybe. But then, it's, oh no, it it's didn't. just very convoluted, yeah. and it, it's it's about a lot of things, and then in the end, it end up being about nothing. Yeah. So, would you admit though that the cast was good? Was was the acting? The oh, cast was point? really good. Atmosphere, the acting awesome. was amazing. The the atmosphere, the universe that they recreated was spot on, but the story itself was really bad. So. Like, yeah. If they left a lot of things open ended, do you think they're going to answer them in season two, or is that just to wouldn't make sense because they for debates? Or they what? touted it as an anthology, and they were like, one season has nothing to do with the other, mm-hmm. aside from maybe some characters tying over. But like, you won't get any of those story answers. So I kind of feel like they're just going to be like, like maybe they'll hint at it. Maybe they'll say, oh yeah, that one guy's still doing that one thing. But yeah. like, excuse me, it doesn't answer it in a proper way. So with that being said, I think that I will watch the second season just because it is an anthology and they have that gives them enough, you know, a proper chance to make things right. Maybe with, they'll with pull the a reverse True Detective. Oh yeah, or season two is oh, good. amazingly better than one. Yeah. Also, season three of True Detective looks like it's going to be absolutely amazing. I heard about it on NPR and they were like, "This is nothing like season two. Season three is going to be all the way on point. Mahershala is going to lay it down. I'm excited for it." Also, also to everybody listening and watching, um, this will be available on SoundCloud afterwards. So even I know we're only in 480. This is a test. Live with it for a minute. It'll be cool. It's artistic choices. It's aesthetics. 
<laughs> we don't we want to do a throwback, you know? Yeah, you know, shout out to Brett for telling me that it's artistic. Yeah, um, but I feel like it's 2006 over here. You'll get to listen to this on uh, SoundCloud. I'm also working to get on bigger streaming platforms soon. But till then, does anybody else have any good uh, floppers they want to mention? Uh, I just want to give an honorable mention to Altered Carbon. That <laughs> I, yeah. I really, really didn't like in the end. And yeah. I'm probably going to get some hate for that, but I don't care. It didn't... In the end, for me, it just was very like a surface level show yeah. that, that that had so much to say and failed to say it. Yeah, and it said it, it said kind of the thing that all the like f- future modern sci-fi says, you know, like in the future, rich people will be a whole entire different class above us because they're rich yeah. and can follow this. Don't worry, that one's in my next section because I actually did watch it all the way through and kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it was kind of right. Um, yeah, I heard it was kind of polarizing, either side, hit or miss. Some yes. people hated it. Some people. Yeah. Yes. I had big mouth down in this category, but I raised it up to the next category. <laughs> well, I, I I give. Okay. Yeah, big mouth's okay. Like it's totally not for me. God. And like, I laugh at the jokes now because we make them all the time in the studio. But like <laughs> watching the whole season, I probably laughed like maybe twice. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, are we going to go to the next category? Where we just yeah, yeah. Let's um. Like, we're not going to shit on everything a whole bunch. Let's move on to the next category. Oh my god. I have so many. Oh, tisk tisk tisk. Don't worry, we got uh, we're at least streaming it, so yeah. I can cobble together you, you, something. You can you can grab the audio from uh <laughs> from from the YouTube. Yeah. yeah. All right, so don't worry. This portion will be on podcast on uh Spotify, no, <laughs> Spotify we, SoundCloud. We, we, we got it. Now the audio just picked up for all you SoundCloud uh listeners. Yeah, yeah. That first part that was just exclusive. If you want to hear the first part of this, you're gonna have to be on our YouTube channel. <laughs> we'll pitch it together. Yeah. Dear Lord. All right. So with that being said, we're into the next section now. Don't worry. I'm going to pull this back from the flames. I swear. <laughs> like Phoenix. Um, all right. Shows that were just okay. I actually have a couple in here. And since we were already talking about Alter Carbon, I do want to give a shout to Alter Carbon for the aesthetics, for Edgar Allan Poe being a badass, yes. for the butt naked chick knife fight at the end that went on for way too long. That was really weird. It was, but... <laughs> I can't say I didn't enjoy it, so, <laughs> so I'm just going to keep watching this. But uh, yeah, the plot's kind of convoluted, and it kind of meandered, and like, meh. But it was, it was fun to watch. Kinda, like cheesy a little bit here and there, but purposefully cheesy? I think so, Was that yeah. part of the aesthetic? I don't know if... It was like, it was a mix between cheesy and like hardcore action, where he was, what was mm. his name? Uh, I can't remember the fucking main character's name. Uh, like Kobayashi, it wasn't mm. that, but it's something like that. Kelly Parks, shouts out, man. Thanks for the five bucks, Doc. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I thought it was cool and like the premise was cool and I dig sci-fi, but like there's such good sci-fi shit out there that when like your sci-fi is just okay, I'm like, huh, it's just okay. And that's why it's in the just okay list. So like Big Mouth, I'm kind of going to put in the just okay as well. I, I don't know if I like laughed out loud, like gut laughter ever during the show, but it was just kind of one of those shows where you have on and it's just like, okay, yeah, that's. That's kind of funny. I, I remember going through puberty myself. Yeah. But it feels like it's kind of just gross out humor at this point. A, a lot of it. I think a lot of it is like, uh, man, they go like, I've never watched a show that talks about teenage semen so much. Yeah. Like to a degree where I was like, this is a bit fucking much though, isn't it? And I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, sure. But I'm a fucking adult listening to these like teenagers talking about jerking off. I'm like, Whoa. that's another theory I had was like. Is this show kind of slightly made for kids to be like, ooh, I'm going to watch Big Mouth on Netflix. Like, yeah. like, how, like how we used to watch like South Park back in the day, like sneak that in. But I don't know. 
I feel like Big Mouth has less to say than South Park did in his prime. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't think Nick Kroll's that funny. He is not that funny to me. And like the jokes are just like it's like low hanging fruit, but it's the type of jokes that kids would make. So yeah. like it's like the it's the characters I think that's like like oh my god, my <laughs> yeah, and like the way they sound and like I, she make I, thick in her warm. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that I don't think that comparing. Big Mouth to South Park is is fair. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like they're both significantly different. Yeah. Where, like, you know, South Park will go political and will, you know, go into, like, controversy that Big Mouth will probably never dare to even Well, so explore. that was the thing, is that in season two on Big Mouth, they actually had a whole entire episode that was essentially about sexual education, but it was like magic school bus meets sex ed. <laughs> and, like, I was like, okay. This is awesome. Well, like, that, that's, that's totally good, worth like, what that's, I'm saying. I gotta buy like one yeah, yeah, Sure. But what I'm saying is like, they will not talk about like, I don't know. They will put Muhammad or Jesus in there. They will not talk about. Oh yeah. They will like push Trump. Those buttons. Yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. They're yeah. just, they, they focus on like, you know, teenage life. Which is which, growing up. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, that's but, their niche. You know, it's, it's different from South Park. See, I think if I was a teenager, like I'd have loved it. Also, there's a there's a really interesting butt naked spa part in season two where yeah. you're like, oh, that was actually cool. Straight vagina. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, and like it had like a whole bunch of different body types, and I was like, all right, like this is this is interesting. I feel like this is kind of important for some young people to see. There's also another episode where a grown man shows his dick to a bunch of kids in a park. So, <laughs> fucking fifty fifty uh, over here. <laughs> Hormone monsters, everybody. We all got to deal with them at some point in our lives. Oh, yeah. The fucking shame monster. Oh, the shame monster. Shamed, yeah. Okay. That was that also was, very was interesting, too. Yeah. So uh, that one. And then one more that I had for me, which. Okay. I got two more in, in, in this section. So I'll mention one of mine. You guys mention one of yours. And we'll, we'll switch it off since we're only four minutes into this podcast now. I have a lot on this list. Oh, you do? Oh, cool. Well, let me mention, let me mention this one. So uh, F is for family. Oh, okay, yeah. It's kind of like if South Park, or not South Park, if a family guy just took it one step further. And that's what I like about it. Like, they have curse words. It's an adult cartoon for adults that... That's what I like about Netflix is that I feel like on Netflix, you can get away with shit that you couldn't get away with anywhere else. And on other streaming sites as well. For instance, the fucking Naked Spy episode, which is about, like, body images and shit. Like, I think that that's a good episode, but you couldn't have done that on regular TV. You know what I mean? And you would have had it released on the DVD, and then, you know, no one's going to ever see it. But, um... F is for family is awesome. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's just about this like poor struggling family in the sixties. This guy went to the seventies. Seventies like dude went to like the I think he was in the Korean War and came home and like yeah. he just has like this very legitimate middle class life where like he sees his neighbors have money and shit and like he's he's always cursing and drinking and I'm like that's kind of fucking like my parents grew up that way yeah and like this is pretty fucking close and like I can appreciate the struggle. And there is also I'd be remiss if I did mention the absolute funniest thing that happened in that show. So the youngest kid is having trouble at school, so he skips school and he goes home. And his parents come home. <laughs> this shit is like, like I don't know why it's so funny, but it's because it's so fucking rough. The parents come home and they start arguing about the kid, and they're saying things about him that like you wouldn't say in front of your fucking kid. And like he might be retarded, this, this, and that. Like My he's probably slow. Pussy. And they start like yelling at each other, and then the husband starts apologizing. The kid's hiding under the bed this time, and then oh. they start fucking on top of the bed. Oh, and the kid's no. under it, and he's so sad. And you can see in his face that he's like, it's all connecting. He knows what's happening. And he peeks from under the bed and just sees his dad's ball sack. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. And he just cries. It's the, the, like, the kid's name is Bill, right? I wonder if that's supposed to be Bill Burr as a kid. If he based it on himself. 
Because so many fucked up things happens to the, so many fucked up things happen to that kid throughout the course of the show. Like he sees something that just changes his perception of reality. Like and it just zooms in on his face. He's like, he gets like it just to just to see the pain on his face. Because I'm like, if that was me, like I'd be scarred for life. I'd probably just fucking go out back and bury myself. Like <laughs> I got tears in my eyes right now. I don't know why it was so funny, but it was fucking hilarious. There's a in the first South Park game. There's a boss fight where like. You get shrunk down to miniature level, and you have to fight on your parents' bed while they're fucking. And it's just gross. You see, like, your dad's balls just coming in and out. But it reminded me of that. But. You know what? What, uh, what I think is funny is that, like, these cartoons are... Oh, shit. Thank you, Jiro. Uh, hey. Appreciate that, bud. Oh, yeah. Wasn't needed, but thanks a ton. Star, uh, we are getting... Uh, American Gods was on America, uh, America's list. Marquette's list. Her new name is America now. But... <laughs> It's not streaming though. Loves you can watch so stars on TV, but I guess it's close. Uh, F is for family. Like I, I just recently finished season three because oh shit, three just out? came out. Yep, it just recently came out. So I'm like a, I'm a huge Bill Burr fan, and um, I think I saw him on Hot Ones talking about the writing process for that show and how uh, he has he has grown to appreciate the writing process so much more because he didn't know just what went into making a show. You know, uh, I don't know how it works when you're some you're a comedian like Bill Burr and someone's like, hey, do you want to make a Netflix show? I don't know how he <laughs> thought of it, but. Yeah. It's it's cool that he has more of an appreciation for that style, and you know it shows that he's actually in the writers room too, trying to like figure this suss this stuff out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And efforts for family, yeah. It's it's kind of like again, I, I didn't like laugh out loud a lot, but it was it's like a charming show. It you is know? It's like the only part I left out loud is like the, the one part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Bill Burr humor, he's he's awesome, and I think the show is steadily getting funnier and funnier. Well, I'll like, have to watch season three. Long. Yeah. Kochichka. All right. I have a couple things on my list for shows that were just okay for me. Um, first, I want to say that Sabrina on Netflix, yeah. the show, the is, runner just quivered out there. It's <laughs> just okay. It's it's fine. Atmosphere, awesome. Aesthetics, awesome. Story, meh. The okay. So what I didn't like about it as much is the fact that they kind of try to portray the witches as like good but at the same time they were cannibals and at the yeah. same time they like they were like really a lot of messed up things and yeah. like and but then also like you know historically like witches were burned or like women were proclaimed to be uh, witches and Sail. burned alive like a lot of messed up things happen so like Fun both times. humans and the witches in that universe are portrayed as like both good and bad, but like with the witches, yeah. considering that they, like one of the aunts, dreamed about like eating a child and like serving it to serving the serving it to the devil, and and then she's <laughs> like, like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. No, we're we're the good guys though. And it's like, Whoa. yeah, but so like we were supposed to root for the for the witch family of uh, Spellman. I, I don't know. That's what Nahid and Runa like about it though, is that it's so much more into the devil worship and the yeah, and so that, that's why that's what I actually don't. I I yeah. just didn't. I, I didn't know how to relate to it. Like, I felt very confused watching it. I'm like, okay, these are the main characters. And obviously, Sabrina is trying to do good in the world, both the human world and the, the witch world. Yeah. But, uh, like, her aunts or her one aunt was, like, clearly on the, like, the, the very much, like, devil side. And then she was just, like, also, like, everybody was kind of hypocritical about it. Yeah. Where, like... They were supposed to have this uh, festival where they would sacrifice one of their own and eat them. You never did that as a kid. Uh, I uh, no. once. And then, like, again. and then they like some somehow. You know, I'm not gonna like give out any spoilers, but they they 
you know, figure out a way around it. But like throughout this whole process, the aunt is just like, ah, this is tradition. We have to honor it. But also if it's you, Sabrina, fuck that. You yeah. are not going to get sacrificed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of contradictions in it, man. And especially with, so like, maybe it's because I'm a, no, it's not even because, because I thought like aesthetically the shit was dope, but just it like was. there were things that would happen and you'd be like, well, what the fuck does that even begin to mean? And like, how am I supposed to root for you? Like Sabrina had a mission. She had a goal. Mm. Spoilers-ish. She doesn't quite f- do what she wants to do. And she's not even sad about it at the end. Yeah. Because the show's like more about like, I kind of think aesthetics and being like, oh, it's this shit's happening more than it level. is being about like, uh-oh, like what's up with this main character? Like, does she have a fucking story arc? She does, but she doesn't have a character arc. Like she's the same mm-hmm. person at the very beginning that as she is at, at the, the end. end. And it like, even despite all the shit that happens to her and you're like, well, that was silly. Was it chilling though? It's, it's the chilling adventures this week, right? Uh, not, no, not, no, quite, not quite. Not quite. Actually, it was at times pretty warm. Yeah. Um, that girl from uh, Mad Men, I forget her name. She's she's nice actress. She's Tina cool. Hendrix. No, no. <laughs> oh man, please. <laughs> Wolf noises. <laughs> uh, and that's another. That's a six episode series, right? Or is it uh, no. It's fucking eleven when it should have been thirteen. <sighs> It re- should, oh, re- it's the reverse. It should have been thirteen. Is always should be less. No, because it should have been thirteen. Because she's a fucking witch. Everything six 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 thirteen upside yeah. down crosses. Yes. Why would you they're, not make it? They're the witch, they witches are special, pregnant though. for thirteen months. Like they they just like every single thing about like the witch life was related to either like six 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 or thirteen. Like everything was like unholy. Everything yeah. was <laughs> uh, like they have a court trial and like your dishonor is like and they're like yes. they're like oh praise <laughs> Satan. But like whenever something good goes, like it's 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 so weird and it's so backwards. But the more you think about it, you're like, why though? Because here's the thing, and mild mild. No, this isn't spoilers. Mild spoilers. Somebody acts in the show. What happens when I die? All right, and you're like, hold on, you're a witch. You met the devil. You know that he exists. What the fuck do you mean? Because <laughs> like once you have confirmation of the afterlife, I kind of feel like your questions about what happens when you die really kind of doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could be something different. I don't know if the devil still exists. Maybe, maybe the devil's chilling in like a five star condo or something. Yeah. Oh, they go to limbo. Limbo's there too. So th- there is a yeah. confirmed limbo, like like a purgatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, if I if I meet the devil and shake his hand, I'm not gonna ask what happens when I die. Like I know the motherfucker. Like I'm gonna go go to his crib. Like we're going to his house afterwards. It's an after party. Like that's like it's confirmed. So, but did it deserve to be remade? Like is this is this better than the original? Oh, or is it no. just is it enough difference? Honestly, it's its own uh, thing. Was it Melissa Joan Hart? Right? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She the original Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. I remember that show. I heard that like the original original the comic Sabrina mm-hmm. is as dark as this. So actually, this series more is, accurate. Is more accurate than the com the um, uh, TV show in the nineties. The TV show, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I also like I I, I grew on that show. So yeah. this kind of <sighs> Talking felt cats, to me man. a little bit like exploiting the you know the, the cash cow a little yeah. bit yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, it, here's an interesting thing about it too is that uh, I know we're talking about Sabrina a ton. It's almost turned to Sabrina. It's timeless. Being that all the cars are from the 1950s, everybody uses like landline phones, but motherfuckers have iPhones and they make references to like Neil Gaiman and American Gods and shit. So yeah. it it takes place in this like weird anachronistic time and bubble. I actually like that, but then at the same time, it doesn't make sense if they have 
uh, iPhones and, and laptops. They have all this technology. It doesn't make really sense for them to like run to each other's houses in the middle of the night because they can call each other. Yeah, they summon each other. They don't call each other. People are like, you summoned me? Like I showed up and it's like, but dog, like I, your friend has an iPhone. I saw that iPhone. You don't think it might have been easier to call? I do like the costumes though. Uh, that kind of like witchy gothic Wednesday Adams thing I think mm-hmm. is uncomfortably sexy. Mm-hmm. There I said it. Marquetta, we're going to need to get you a big white collar. Okay. <laughs> Um, I just have a couple more mentions that I just want to say. Um, <laughs> Jiro, thanks. Most of the uh, um, like the superhero shows like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage were just okay for me. Kind of, it was kind of like we were on a roll where we were watching one by one. Yeah. And in the end, none of them like stuck with me. I think the one I liked the most would be Jessica Jones, just because I don't know, I could probably relate to her the most. Yeah. Um. I want to mention Dark. It's a Dork. German series. It is. And it's very Stranger Things. Very, very similar, Stephen King. Very similar, actually, to Castle very Rock. Very lost-ish, too. I, I previously shat on Castle Rock, but um, I want to say that Dark is very similar to it and did a much, much better job, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. playing with this complex subject. And then also very similar to this is the OA. <laughs> I was very confused. By the ending, but I'm hopeful that everything will get explained if there's a season two. Serge, did you watch the OA? No, it sucks because a lot of these shows, like I was holding <laughs> off because I'm like, I don't know if Norma's going to watch this or Norma's going to watch know, this. Right? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a test. <laughs> I ha- I wrote this about the OA and I wrote it just for you. Um, hold on. Let me get to it. Okay. Alternate dimensions that you get into by dancing, kidnapping, going blind, and then unblind, angels, and a school shooting. Those are all things wow. that take place in the OA. Okay. That's you know? true. I may check it out. It's, it's season two still not here yet, which is weird mm-hmm. because uh, it was a couple years old now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone mentioned Misfits on uh, Hulu. Whoever, yeah. Whoever donated. In the uh, it was Jiro. He says that four people uh, here want us to watch it. Okay. Misfits. Um, yeah. I, I've I've heard of it. I've seen I've seen a trailer of it. It looks cool. I think it's like more of like a coming of age. Yeah. Uh, like a mutinies thing. Mutinies. Mutants thing. Um, or is it just like kids? Uh, is it is it a mutant thing? I don't, I don't I'm, maybe I'm thinking of the Runaways. I think. Yeah. Did you have any other in the just okay category? Uh, in the just okay category, because oh, I got one see. more. But you go for it if you got it. Uh, I, I you you go ahead and if I can. So another, I will on Netflix, which I know we're really dick writing Netflix, but Netflix will mm-hmm. pick up anything. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. One second. I'm dying. And I'm back. <laughs> so um, this show is called Easy. It's all shot in Chicago. It's mm-hmm. an anthology series, just kind of about these couples and these different relationships. And it's got, um, I'm so Franco? Sorry. It's got Zazie Beetz, Dave Franco, Orlando Bloom, Hannibal Burrs, Emily Ratajkowski, Jack Johnson. Oh my bad, Jake Johnson, as in Nick from New Girl, uh, Aubrey Plaza, and they've got this one episode with this lady who does. Um, she does these things on Vice called Slut Ever. Her name is Carly. Cicatino? I'm not good at Italian last names. I don't even know if that's Italian. Cicatino. I'm a racist. Anyway, I got a crush on her because of that <laughs> shit. And I started like watching all the other things that she does. And she's actually a really interesting person. So like, it's just kind of these self-contained episodes. Like, uh, there's this one where this couple wants to have a threesome and then they really struggle to get like the kid to sleep and make it happen. But then like they do it. There's this one where this couple isn't having sex. And then like, they kind of like take their time and talk about it and they figure it out and then they do it. There's this one where, um, this couple is starting the uh, wife is starting a dog treat business and the husband is starting a brewery. And like, you just see them like work together and like uh, kind of get over the problems to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza's in this one where people keep stealing shit off the porch. And she's like this, like 
liberal like good lady but then like she gets the fucking fire in her eyes and chases this motherfucker down and shit and it's just i don't know there's all these like little short snippet stories that maybe you'd hear like in a neighborhood and it's interesting and also it's like improvisation oh yeah there's a lot of improv in it mm-hmm. and it's all shot in chicago so like you see places in chicago you're like oh shit i've fucking been there mm-hmm. and it's good it's like it's just okay you wouldn't write home about it but the fucking cast is awesome the jokes are funny and the stories are cool I and mean, occasionally the ca- there's the a cast nipple. sounds fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I would watch that show just based on the cast alone. And that wasn't all of them either. Like, there's yeah. way more. Interesting. Easy. All right. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any other ones. I mean, I want to mention House of Cards, but I haven't really finished it, so I can't give a straight opinion. But it's it started out so great. It you did. Know? And um, I don't know when it kind of dropped off for me. I think around season three, season four kind of picked back up. But then uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the whole Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. I, I just thought the show... After a while, like kind some of, of those meandered a bit. big juggernauts like Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, they um, started up like peak Netflix streaming shows. And that was yeah. kind of like the reason to, to start watching <clears throat> Netflix originals were those shows. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know if just over the years they fell off or we just lost interest in them or more shit came out. Yeah, I think um, the writing just sort of struggled with House of Cards and it didn't, it didn't keep me interested enough. Like Frank Underwood was doing all this fucked up shit in the first couple seasons. And then it kind of, they kind of tapered it down a little bit yeah. which was more realistic you know you can't be shoving women in, the, in front of a subway train all, all the time but that was so jarring was, though yeah. you know what that was actually the first episode i, I saw because oh, wow. that was the only i was on the plane and that was the only video that they had available at the time mm. so i just watched it and it ended like fucked up like that i was like well what? <laughs> well fun plane flight um, but um i definitely want to watch veep yeah, I, I I've heard that it's way more accurate than uh, House, House of Cards, of Cards. and yeah. it looked like it looks silly um, from all the like teasers that I watched. So oh, yeah. Julia yeah. Dreyfus, she's Definitely won a lot of it. Emmys for that show. Yeah, like it's yeah, a, it's a stellar yeah. show. We should probably just start watching that when we get home. When we mm. get nothing else to watch. Um, so I think there could be honestly a category for like shows that have their really really good moments, and then their really really low moments too. The Arrested Development revival, I, I did not like. On the, I mean, no. I watched it because I love the fucking original Arrested Development. And when I watched the newest one, it was like, it was almost like someone else tried to take over to recreate it. Yeah. It was like, a, I wanted to like it so bad, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I liked it for the first three days after I watched it. And then I was like, no, you don't. It's like, do. why did they make that? Like, you could tell most of the actors were not present at the same time when they were filming it. So there was a lot of like stand-ins. There was a lot of shots where over the shoulder shots where you know that like, you're like yeah. that motherfucker's not there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's not Michael Bluth. But so yeah, I wouldn't orange is the new black when it's good. It is some of the best. This last season, like the whole storyline with tasty, that shit, like I'm getting chills thinking about it. That was amazing. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. see the last season I saw was the riot after the riot. Oh, do like the last like three. It's, it's, it's so, so real good. and it gets so it gets way better than you even knew the show could mm-hmm. and then there's other dumb seasons where people are fucking making panties that smell like they've been used to sell on the goddamn internet <laughs> fishy goop fishy goop you need that uh that umami flavor if it doesn't if it doesn't smell like oh, oyster mushrooms no stop it <laughs> oh, nice. I, I i had actually orange is the new black i had on my like my favorite show. Oh, well, that's where we're getting to next. But, so I thought it was um, a good transition. I also only had a note here. Only the last three seasons are actually, I think, I feel like a must watch for Anybody. essentially every American. Or is it, 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 it has a lot to say about, you know, a, yeah. a, a lot of important Privatized prisons and stuff. Yes. Yeah. By the way, Marquetta Kelly Park says uh, Veep is 
uh, confirmed by politicians to be hilarious and uh, accurate. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so I heard. I was at that. the. I was at this uh, presentation um, about Donald Trump, and the the lady mentioned it. The lady journalist. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was like, "Yeah, Veep is hilariously real." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Terrifying and hilarious. Hilarifying. Yes. Well, uh, I guess now we're into the best of, and as we're starting the best of, I kind of want to start it with this one, and I want to get it out of the way because I know I how we I all kind of feel. I think about I know it. what it's going to be. Ah! Oh, I was I was at the beginning thinking of Stranger Things, but this is a hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, this is part of the intro from BoJack Horseman. And God, if, if you're sleeping on like anime, if you're like one of those people that don't watch animated shows for whatever reason, like you you have to watch. But yeah, of it's just you dark and depressing it. and hilarious. Like, how can that show be so good? Yeah, it's it's definitely one of Netflix's best shows that they've mm-hmm. ever their best originals because not any single season has been weak. No, it is the most original, the most creative. Yeah, the most depressing and the most funny. It kind of feels like I've ever yeah, seen no, in like, my how life. Can all three of those adjectives fit into one show, yes. but yeah, they, they do. Yes. It's it's got that um, it's got kind of an Arrested Development feel with the jokes, mm-hmm. and I mean I know it's because Will Arnett's there too, but like it's fu- it's so solid, and I think one of the best episodes, the best is the um, what's uh what's the I'm not sure if they watched it yet. Who was it? Oh, season yeah. five. We're we're still on season five. Season okay, so uh, no 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 no. Uh, have you seen the uh? What uh, the, there's a part where Bojack just talks for thirty minutes. Have you seen that one? Um, was where he's like in his own head. It's all right. Never mind. Never mind. No. Never mind. No, I don't think. I've anyway, seen anybody who knows that it, you're coming up on it. It's a monologue. It's 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 mm-hmm. one of the fucking best, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. And you're like, holy shit! Like any show that's just like, uh, especially a cartoon, like it's just gonna pretty much be this static shot for you, the whole episode. You must have some balls to make a bottle episode. In a cartoon, yeah, it's gotten <laughs> to the point where you you literally don't know what you're in for when you're about to press play on a BoJack Horseman episode. Yeah. It's like, am I gonna laugh? Am I gonna cry? Am I gonna be like sad for the rest of the day? Let's yeah. see. It's brilliant, honestly. Watching you guys react to the episode with um, not the Sarah Lynn one, but the one with uh, Penny in the boat, because oh. I think oh. uh, I think running he didn't know like how bad BoJack was, and then like. He almost fucks this like seventeen year old, and I mean, and it's his like it's a like family friend situation. Mm-hmm. It's so fucked, and she's like, "What does she say?" She's like, "If you ever come here again, I'll fucking kill you." Mm-hmm. And that's real shit. That is how any mother I feel like would have approached that situation. Like, and have have you noticed that in all BoJack seasons, they only say the f word once a yes, season, and, and that totally was one for season two. Mm-hmm. And it's always when BoJack's at his lowest, and it's someone that he really cares about saying it to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. I think they changed it up for season four, but yeah, it's. That's interesting. Man. I'll low key rewatch just to catch. Up. I can't even think of what the other fucks are. I just remember that one because it stands out so hard. Um, Todd in season three, he's like, "You are everything that's wrong with you," and he's like, "Fuck, man, what else is there to say?" Yeah. Oh, I, dare I say it's better than Rick and Morty? I mean, like a little bit more consistent than Rick and Morty. I, I don't know why. Like, I'll say it compared to the interdimensional cable episode. Like Rick and Morty is like a big mainstream hit, but this show yeah. is like. Again, subtly about mental health as well. Uh, yeah, I feel like you were again comparing two shows that shouldn't be compared. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're both adult animations. Yeah, where Rick and Morty is kind of like an experiment that's just like, let me, let, what can we do and how yeah. crazy can we get? Let's make this motherfucker pickle for an episode. Bojack is much more like. <laughs> Bojack feels like a bunch of comedy writers got together and like tasked themselves with doing the impossible. They're like, we're gonna do a sitcom where everybody's animals. But also yeah. people are people. And they were like, that sounds dumb. And you're like, no, you're going to cry. <laughs> yeah. 
and about the yeah, politics I, of Hollywood too, just like the subtle intricacies yeah. of Hollywood life and you know star. I wanna, Hello, Mexico. I want to know how Bojack Horseman was pitched to Netflix. I, I <laughs> yeah. want to. I wish I could be there at the meeting where they were just like explaining this. Well, if it was right now, I'd be like, "Oh, we got Will Arnett. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah just bring him in. <laughs> bring him in. <laughs> Greenlit." <laughs> Hey. I think it's a South Park episode. It's like, thank you for calling Netflix. You've been greenlit. How may I help you? It's That's like, kind of the impetus show. of this. At the end, we're going to pitch our Netflix shows because Netflix will pick up anything. We're all going to get famous. That's how it's going to happen. <laughs> Come on. So, um, all right. I The list of good... This is what's crazy is that the list of good things is too much. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to name the things that are on my list. Okay. All right. And then we can... like, I've got a couple I specifically want to talk about, um, but I'm just going to name the ones that are on my list. All right. Mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale. Future Man. Future Man specifically because it was funny, didn't see it coming, and the words cock pirate were used more than once. Beast of No Nation. Movie. Great. Stranger Things. Narcos. Punisher I thought was really good. Uh, some, I can't remember which season of Daredevil I really liked, but I like Daredevil. Uh, the one episode from Defenders. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> you know the fucking one. The one. Uh, Mindhunter, obviously. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt's funny. Master of None's hilarious. Oh. And then a few from the internet, Forward Unto Dawn, Video Game High School, Rocket Jump the Show, which is on Hulu, and Machinima was doing a Mortal Kombat thing back in the day that was really good. Did you say Stranger Things? I did. Yes. Oh. I thought that was a Stranger Things button. It just says ass to ass. Ass to ass. Oh, <laughs> Let me try the Stranger Things button again. Like season three has turned dark. There it is. Watch oh, it. Yeah. Just like hearing it. I'm just, I just want to turn the TV on and just watch an episode. When they say music oh, yeah. transports you, give me that. Like the soundtrack to that show. Give me, is, that. Give me more of that. Oh, oh, Lauren is right. I did forget about Black Mirror. Obviously. Well, because part of Black Mirror wasn't always on Netflix, but yeah. all the parts that were have been great. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to get into some of the more obscure ones, but if anybody else wants to talk about anything else, go for it. Um, Man, I I, I, lo- I like Punisher. I gotta say, I, um, as the Marvel Netflix series are kind of getting canceled left and right, I kind of hope that one stays on because I don't think Disney would be able to yeah really portray the brutality of uh you know Frank Castle. Surprisingly good for like a guy whose main power is shooting people in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it talked about nice like relevant things yeah. like PTSD, mm-hmm. military vets not being taken care of, and um. It was a surprising turn of tone for you know a Punisher series. I didn't think they would yeah. talk about. Uh, I got Marquetta kind of starting watching it. I know that it's kind of hyper violent for you and very like masculine and in the gun culture. But by the end of it, they're legitimately saying things that I think that people that are into that genre actually do need to hear. And it mm-hmm. was really good for that reason. Like I, it's it's surprising you wouldn't think that people could do shit like that. Yeah, I feel like I felt the same way about uh, Mr. Robot, where I wasn't really into it in the first season. It kind of felt like very technical you know like I, I, like half the time i don't know what's happening but then uh, they started diving deeper into his like mental health and all that and it was way more interesting for me yeah, yeah. and that that show becomes about mental health all mm-hmm. the way through for yeah, all the yeah. characters eventually yeah. it's great see i want to that's why I, I haven't caught all the way up on mr robot but i really want to keep watching it oh and a uh, shout out to the amazon series homecoming uh sam ishmael who showrunner for mr robot yeah he directed that show it's with julia roberts okay it's 10 Ooh. episodes it's called homecoming apparently it's really <clears throat> fucking good i need mm. to start watching that so i love julia I love keep it on your radar damn so um what else you got marquette for, for this is the creme de la creme All the right. best i so, mean we can we haven't talked about stranger things obviously i have bojack horseman on my list yeah master of none because yeah. who wouldn't love that show um the last three seasons of orange is the new black <laughs> stranger things duh um, Black Mirror and Glow. 
Glow. Glow. Talk about glow. Yes, please. I fucking love this show. I fell in love with this show so much, and I'm crashing on Annie so bad. <laughs> She's like my favorite person to follow right now on Instagram. She has like she she put. Uh, she posts her like uh, workout routines Allison and the things that she does. Yeah, Alison Brie. I'm sorry. The things that she does is just like incredible because she's like so tiny, but at the same time, like she's super strong. I saw her like do um, what is it called? Uh, pull ups. Pull ups with uh with a like holding her ball, holding a ball between her legs. Like her legs and her abs. Like yes. she's like cr- she's got it like crunched in this space. Yes. Doing a pull up. Yes. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah um anyway like i can see that a lot of all of those people put so much work into that show like i saw a lot of like even behind Mm. the scenes um how they were training for it like they were actually training with wrestlers on all of those moves and most of it was like them doing the doing all of those tricks they didn't have um, people doing them for them yeah uh, it's a very impressive show um and everybody did a really good job um like all of the characters were so well-rounded the writing was amazing everybody kept on developing it it was like never stagnant the pacing was amazing and it's hilarious it was just a perfect fucking show i loved every single thing about it i have nothing bad to say about it um and it's surprising because I thought it was going to be, I was like, but I don't know, man. There was one. Part of me that was like, lady wrestling, that sounds silly. Yes, and then exactly. you start watching and you're like, put they're, it the fuck they're out even, here. They even like had the balls in like, was it the first season? Yeah. Um, I think episode eight where it was just super experimental and it was just all like from like a VHS tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was really interesting and I I really liked it and I also is inspired by um, real events apparently yeah 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 which is one hundred percent crazy I think a, it makes it again. even better it's educational so <laughs> Allison Bree for me she went from being in a community and then being in Mad Men and like she was all right Mad Men she I mean, was, she was great yeah, yeah yeah she was um Pete's wife I think yeah and like that was cool but damn she got in a glow and i was like holy like she hit her stride i'm Mm -hmm. like allison breaking do no wrong now like i want to see movies she's in i want to see more of her because like she's just like knocking out the fucking park she's also (laughs) diane from bojack yes she is you know i realized that she plays the same characters in most of her shows (laughs) like yeah annie diane it could just feel it feels like a zoya just never it's it's just kind of like it's funny like i wonder if some of it is part of who she actually is in real life. Yeah. So as a on again, off again fan of actual wrestling, I'm kind of interested to see glow and what it has to say about the industry. I don't, I don't know how much uh, comparison there is there to actual it's wrestling. It's very lighthearted. I'm yeah. A decent amount. They kind of, so a lot of these women don't know wrestling. So they have to give them the concept mm-hmm. of a heel. They have to give them the concept of this so that there's, um, I want to say she's Samoan, but I don't think she is. I think she might just be some sort of East Islander. Or Pacific Islander she's really culture, rock. and she's like, uh, like her family are all, like all wrestlers, and so like you get more insight from those guys. But they're like, like circuit wrestlers, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. not like professional wrestlers; they're just like out in the scene, and it's crazy. I did forget to mention the man in the high castle, but it would have just went in my just okay one. I uh, keep trying to watch. Can it. I? Can I mention? Did you say Mindhunter? I did, yeah. but yeah, that's a fucking heavy. That's hitter, a dude. as far as like action. I think when Mickey and Pat first watched that show, they saw the beginning crime scene which kind of showed this gory shotgun yeah. blast and really not indicative of what the show is about like i don't i don't think it's trying to show you fucked up gore no as much as it's, it's mostly dialogue talking. the whole like, show's mostly talking yeah those dialogue scenes are riveting you know what i mean like diving into the mind of a serial killer i don't know how they 
don't know who writes that, but just the, the guy who plays Ed Kemper from yeah. the first season. They just such a phenomenal terrifying, job, dude. creepy. And AF. towards the end, yeah, so <sighs> the season finale is not like this huge, but it's just like no well, spoilers. If you want to cover your ears real quick, I mean, he just he like when he hugs him. Yeah, it's just so unsettling because you don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, and it's so like a lot of people, uh, not a lot. Well, I think it's a decent amount of people. They kind of have this obsession with like serial killers. And like I never got it, but watching this and watching a guy who is obsessed, but it is also like it's his job to catch them, I thought it was super interesting. Yeah, and just the way that they use conversations is that because that one's David Fincher, right? Yeah, but like the conversations is almost Tarantino in a way, but not like how Tarantino just like talks about nothing, but like how they can build just off of this dialogue, dude. Like not a shit ton happens, and it's kind of a mystery, but it's kind of just these two cops getting to know each other, and it's fucking yeah. It's like chilling. That shit's chilling. Sabrina, eat your fucking heart out. Ed Kemper hugging one person at the end. That shit's chilling. And another polarizing one, I'll say I enjoyed it, was Maniac. I don't know if you checked it out. Haven't seen it all yet. Well, haven't seen any of it yet. Emma Stone. um, Eight episodes. Very bizarre. Very different. As far as just uh, uniqueness, I I would just recommend the show alone based on that. I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys would think of it. If it's it's actually intelligent or if they just kind of... Did random shit for the sake of uh, oh other people will read into this and gather yeah. whatever meanings they they will get from this, but it was basically like a psychological experiment like this drug that they were taking that's supposed to cure depression, and um, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone reuniting from being together in Superbad, which is where I saw both of them for the first time. It's just interesting to see how far those two actors have come compared like compared to the works that they did in the past and what they're kind of covering now. Another show about mental health is is basically what it's about, but it's a uh, it's kind of like a love story and it's, it's really charming. I like the way it ended and huh. uh, I I don't know, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it if someone asked me just based cuz it was a super quick watch and it's only that one season I think. Yeah. I don't think they're doing another one. You know, what I kind of slept on or not kind of I did sleep on was a uh, Legion. I actually watched all of Legion. Mm-hmm. And once it, so the first episode is just too damn long and we were burnt out that day. That, that was back when we used to watch like 10 episodes of TV in one single <laughs> yeah. day. So couldn't do it. But watching it, uh, like I watched it all, I think, while Marquetta was out of town because I didn't have anything else to do. And it's good, dude. It's really good. And like I, I kind of see what they're getting at. And it's experimental and it's weird. And since it's a mutant who's got multiple personalities and different powers, they can do all this crazy shit with it. And you see Aubrey Plaza's butt in it. So there's yeah. that. I believe that we have to talk about... The red elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Serge. You missed out on this one, man. Ozark? No, no. Ozark. I do want to watch Ozark still, but oh, fucking hey, Handmaid's Tale. We should, we, should, yes. we should react to Ozark. Dude, I'd be down. I, I don't know I, who the I, fuck would edit it, but I, 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 I totally want to watch yeah. it. And I hear it's like Breaking Bad, but from a different angle. Ooh. Um, dude, Handmaid's Tale. So uh, yep. when the lady wrote it, she said, I wanted to write speculative fiction. So not like sci-fi. She was like, I want to make sure that everything that happens in Handmaid's Tale is either something we've already done to each other or something that we 100% definitely can. And that shit feels like it's going to happen tomorrow. And it's terrifying. And I love it. Yeah. So I heard it makes Margaret, you angry. Margaret, why does it make you angry? Marquetta, why does it make you angry? Uh, what's the name of the act, uh, the writer? Margaret? Margaret Thatcher. I don't know. Here, you talk <laughs> about it. I'll look up the actress's name. Okay. What was the question? The question is, why does Handmaid's Tale make you angry? Um, in, in, in like a good way. Okay, um, so as Chris mentioned, because it's speculative fiction, um, and essentially it's dystopia that can happen very soon. It's just like right around a corner. Some like something like it, it makes me feel like just like watching um, Black Mirror. It's just very like 
right behind a corner and you're just like is, is this gonna happen like is this, is does this the show take place in the past no 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 it takes it takes place in the future like um, 10 days in the future margaret in atwood future, where um essentially without giving out like spoilers but just like telling you what the premise you know, the premise is um there is an overthrow of the government in the united states and the united states become this country called gilead which is ruled by a religious group um, yeah. they're like anti abortion and then anti like all of those different things um one second there, there was a there's a problem with uh fertility, fertility. it's like children it's like I children of men it's like children of men kind of so people are having a hard time with fertility yeah and so they use that to start so the government essentially uh, they're they're like very much against feminism and women ha women having any rights at all the, there's this one lady who's just like um she promotes what she calls domestic feminism which means essentially no feminism <laughs> lady stays at home and calls it domestic feminism um oh man uh, it's just it, there's like lots of lessons to be taken from where we are right now or where we can slip yeah like in a heartbeat and it that's why it's so terrifying to watch it and at the same time you just can't stop like you just want to know um everybody's jobs is and, and on the show is so good. The yeah. acting is amazing. You hate the villain um, so hard. There's points when in some shows, like when they have a contradiction, like, well, what the fuck? Every time they have a contradiction in this, it's for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, Ugh, and it makes you it makes like, you hate it you even know, more. You know that they they know that they're being hypocritical and they are being hypocritical for a reason. Like they're Ugh. knowingly hypocritical. And it's just it, it boils your blood as you watch it and you just want to like go there with a fucking hand cannon and stick like <laughs> 100% if the show makes Marquette want to shoot some shit up yeah. you know it's good I want to check it out for sure <laughs> I mean that's one of the ones that it's been on my list because it's one of the ones that keeps getting recommended to me so yeah. Margaret Atwood Margaret Atwood yeah yes. that's her name that's the author and she's super old lady and old Peggy from Mad Men right you yeah uh, what's her name in real life Elizabeth Moss Moss, Moss. I was going to go for Elizabeth Shue. I don't even know who that is. So, uh, I want to tell you guys about a show that I know you didn't watch. It was on a YouTube exclusive only, and it's called Video Game High School. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cobra Kai. Nah, I, should, I haven't seen Cobra Kai yet. Video Game High School is made by uh, Freddie Wong. You remember Freddie Wong from yep, back in the day? Yep. Marquette, you wouldn't know Freddie, but Freddie Rocket is this jump. fucking dope-ass dude who just made like all these video game like shoot them up videos on YouTube and they look so real and they were so cool. He taught me how to do a muzzle flash on a gun. <sighs> Same here. We watched like in film school. You could not get through like film school without like looking up some Freddie W shit. So anyway, he's a fucking internet guy. He does this GoFundMe to do his first season for video game high school, which is about like this kid who goes to high school and it's all for video games. Like you've got a class that's like about race car driving like Mario Kart. You can major in like first person shooting and it's fucking amazing, dude. Like. That's it's all the nerd shit we want. It's made by real nerds. It's funny. It's got its own quirky sense of humor. So not Big Bang Theory. No, not at all. Oh. Made by actual nerds here. Uh, they do three seasons. <laughs> and it's just good. Like, I think the more Marquette is getting into games, I think it'd be interesting if we watch it. So, like, the main class, like, the jocks of the school are the first-person shooters. And they... <laughs> And like, if you're not a first-person shooter, you're not God shit, players. dude. Yeah, yeah, it's COD. Like, it's not COD. It's um, go, bro. Fucking, it's pretty much what's your KDR, you little bitch. It's pretty much CS:GO. Like, legitimately, <laughs> they're just like the bombs planet. And like, dude's got his like own mouse and keyboard. And the main guy's name's The Law, and he's just a badass. But like, since it's a video game, they're all super nerds. So though. I have a question. Though. That's awesome. Yeah. So during lunch, is there only one person that always gets the chicken dinner? <laughs> 
Marquetta with the reference. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh man, it's, they could even they could do a new season with all the battle royales being out now. And then so when they cut to the in the game, it's actually that person. So let's say me and you are playing the game, right? So one shot's of me and you with like our headphones and mouse and shit. And then the next shot is us in the game doing the shit. So the action sequences are ridiculous because they're all based around video games. And then the like real life school stuff is dope. It's just, dude, just fucking watch it. Like Freddie W, it, it's a hit. That if I can make amazing. anything I mean, that good in my life, I'd be fucking happy. I had not even heard of it. That sounds like really funny. Yeah. It's like just thinking about it makes me Google because he's such a, he's such like a pure like good guy nerd. You know what I mean? That like. The comedy in it is goofy and cheesy, but you know that it comes from a place where you're like, this dude means this shit. Like, <laughs> like he wrote this joke and he laughed at it for 20 minutes and then he told it to us and it was a mild chuckle. But since he's such a huge nerd, you're like, you fucking nerd. Like, Jesus Christ. It's awesome. Oh, Jero's getting out of here. See you, Jero. Should we move on to uh, our pitches? Our pitches? Um, I think. Pitches get stitches. Gonna oh, you know what? We we can't. I got one. I got like two more buttons to press though. So I'm gonna press them and figure out what happens. We haven't talked about Stranger Things, so I think we talk about Stranger Things for a bit. Press the button, see what happens, and then we do the pitches. Hopefully, this button isn't the ask to ask button again. I forget mm. which one it is. So it's the green one. Don't press it. We did a... No, this wasn't the ask to ask one. It was up here somewhere. That was mm. Oh, that was from last week. Ah. Kill Although Jackular. it goes perfectly with the uh, video game video high game school. school. So then that one's Stranger Things. That one's Ass to Ass. Gotcha. Figured it out. Anyway, we're not talking. We're just we're talking about Stranger Things, which means we're going to gush for a bit. Season two was, yes, it had some low points, but I still think it was good. I think it just had the one, it had the one low point. It had zero low points. It's perfect show. <laughs> the, the sister. The yeah. others. The whatever. Eight. And the, what? Was she, uh, was it, was she, she Indian or was she just a brown uh, person? I think she was Indian. She looked a little Indian to me. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't. Since we were prepared for it, it wasn't the worst thing we'd seen, but it was just radically different than yeah. the rest of the season. So I could see why people were like, the fuck is it? Am I watching the right show? I actually really liked watching it uh, week by week. Yeah. I think that helped mm-hmm. me to retain like a lot of the information yes. from it because when you binge it, it becomes like this big like yes. smear in your head. I was going to talk about that in general with the Netflix shows, uh, but let's, let's talk Stranger Things now. Uh, yeah. But we can talk about that right after. But no, so Stranger Things, obviously amazing. Soundtrack, aesthetics, uh, they nailed it. They fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if, like, I, I just like it when all the working parts work because you know what it takes to make a TV show and you know there's so many people on board and when it works it fucking works amazing and it's crazy but this is not just a TV show this is a TV show that involves children do you know how hard it is like they are so amazing and they're just I, I can't imagine what it must have taken for these kids to be so focused yeah. for all of these scenes I don't know how long it took to to, to do all the recording but Man, they are so good. And not not to knock on any of the child actors' actual actual talent, but I heard when you're working with child actors, you need to take like multiple, like several takes. Yes. So a lot of those scenes are probably, you know, hats off to the editors and the, uh, the <sighs> filming as well, because it must have taken days and days. Like of, it takes know, a village. The proper, mm-hmm. you know, genuine. Like when you're watching it, you're like, oh, those are real kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they carried that into the It movie as well, the It remake. That's, but uh, every single one of them just did such an amazing job. Like yeah. I think that. The mo- th- this show wouldn't be the same if, you know, Millie the kids, Bobby said the it, kids weren't the, there. Yeah. And I think the other crazy thing, too, is that, like, it came out of nowhere. Like, there's no hype. There's no fanfare. My mm-hmm. boss at work, when I worked at Sun King, he was like, we put on one episode at 11 and didn't turn it off until 4 a.m. because we yep. had to sleep. And I was like, that sounds a bit excessive for you. You seem like a very normal person who doesn't do things like that. Yeah. And then I went home, like 11, me and Marquez were like, let's watch one episode. And then next thing you know, you're on the next episode. And then you're on the next one. And you're like, holy shit. How is this? 
how is this good like this? I think that's a testament to all these people, these streaming sites, shows that they're trying to create the next big event TV show. You yeah. Know I mean, they're trying to create the next huge Game of Thrones, Walking Dead type show. But um, I, I don't know. Would you rate this on the scale of those? As far as because <sighs> it, it, it did come like those shows come out of nowhere. When when lightning in a bottle yeah. strikes, it just happens. And um, I mean, give it a couple more seasons if it retains the quality it has. I feel like yeah. it could be one of those. I don't know if it's gonna get many more seasons. It wasn't isn't I think there's the only third there. One, I think not. One? I think they said they were only gonna do five, but if they cut that back down, I wouldn't be surprised. I just think that with those shows, with like the things that, because that's what I'm saying, like HBO shows and star shows, that can be a completely different conversation because. When you actually have that kind of budget and that kind of scope, you can do mm-hmm. things like Sopranos. You can do things like Game of Thrones. But like for Stranger Things, it almost it's not indie, but compared to those shows, it feels like indie. Mm-hmm. Like if those shows are like big fucking hundred dollar million dollar budget movies, this feels like an indie film that like is gonna go to Sundance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's also an awesome fucking TV show. And I think that that's kind of what I dig about it. It almost has like a DIY feel to it, so like a lot of these streaming shows do. In general, like your top Netflix choices for shows and, and hulu and you know whatever do you feel like you rate them on a lower bar than those hbo shows i do because and i don't know why but i do is it because of the binging aspect because you couldn't you can't really stand out like we could talk about hard home like we know yes. the episode hard home now imagine if that was just binge completely would it just does it just get kind of lost when you i think it would binge several episodes and it all just feels like one big show it doesn't feel like episodic so that's the thing with handmaid's tale is that it comes out it comes out slowly and it's awesome. Like, you have to watch Handmaid's Tale by the week. So, like, I don't know the episodes, of names of the episodes, but, like, if I'm talking about an episode with me and Marquette, we remember when we watched it and we remember the week that we talked about it. Mm-hmm. But for the ones that do kind of blend in, like, it's hard. Because it, 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 it fades in your memory for whatever reason. Like, when we talk about um, Daredevil, I can't remember which season of Daredevil I liked the most. Was it season one? Was it season two? I remember the villain from each, but I couldn't, I can tell you moments, so I can't tell you about episodes. Netflix, if you're listening, please. Please just try out an episodic release format just for one. I know you guys made the binge your thing, but I, I, just, I just want to see what it would be like. Like yeah. Handmaid's Tale, like just release week by week and keep yourself. the hype going. We don't. I don't no. know. I can't. But then, like the, the, the <laughs> like internet Pringles. stays in the conversation. You know what I mean? Like the hype around the show, and then you get lost on along. So I see that in a lot of shows like Sabrina, where I see that they're just trying to make it bingeable. And what ends up happening is that a lot of the plots meander. And so, like, you'll have, like, there's an overarching story with Game of Thrones, right? And then there's these A plots, B plots, C plots, D plots. But they don't last for too long and they get wrapped up. But with the thing like Sabrina, it kind of felt like they get, like, lost in the woods. And maybe they go on this, like, side trail and they do this one episode and then they come back around. Not fillery, but, like, I don't know. It just feels like some episodes, like, for, like, it just seems like they're kind of wasting time and just kind of making you want to, like, building up a mystery to nothing. Where when you've got a million dollar budget, you're like, this is what the story's about. Yeah. Let's get it done. Now, um, which is weird because Bojack, I feel like I remember specific episodes. So maybe it really depends on the show. But let yes. us know in the chat. Do you prefer to just binge a complete show, just snort it all at once? Or do you, <laughs> do you like to, you know, get it piece by piece? Yeah. I'm kind of changing in a way for that. So we're going to do the last part now where we all pitch a show to Netflix because uh, Netflix will buy anything. Netflix, if you're listening to this, uh, pick one of our shows. We will all help to create it. Obviously, we're a team already. <laughs> my, my show involves a big budget. Oh, but I think it'd be good. Can I go first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. No, no, go for it. So um, uh, I should have got a drum roll instead of the ass to ass. I want it to be about y'all see Mickey in the back. Yeah, I want it to be about uh Maybe we don't call it TMZ, but I want it to be about someone who works at like a TMZ style uh, company where they just harass celebrities. <laughs> but I want them to like feel like their job is so important, like constant inner monologues, of, like what I'm doing really matters. Like I need oh, to get God. this to the people 
And like maybe every episode has like a guest cameo that he's just harassing like Kanye or something. So. That would be hilarious. And kind of like how they did Entourage, where like yeah. they'd have the cameos. Yeah, and just maybe go into like kind of say something about our consumerism culture, but like like who the fuck is watching these things? Like we don't we know what TMZ does is kind of fucked up most of the time. Yeah, but they got ratings. Keep getting made. Yeah, like they have an audience for it. So I don't know, just something, some very half-assed, uh, like real vapid type shit, though. Yeah, I, I, I really feel like that could be a show. This very vaguely reminds me of Atlanta. A little bit, and in, in some ways, a little bit of The Office too, uh, of the movie uh, Nightcrawler, which was good. You know what? What? So here's what would be interesting about that is that like you'd be making this consumer product, and people would be watching this terrible character. And like it would reflect life, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it would be very much exactly what kind of happens in real life with people like chasing down celebrities. But yeah, dude, that'd be that'd be yeah. weird and be interesting, man. Like I'd watch. It's it. like a drink spilled on him, and he considers that like a success. Like I, he's just he's just a disturbing individual. Like, but, like Kim Kardashian yeah. throws a drink in his face, and he's like, <laughs> "What did you guys do last night?" Like Kim Kardashian threw a drink in my face because I was fucking harassing her. <laughs> Dude, that'd be yeah. Just what it takes. Like, oh, I gotta get a hold of their schedule. I, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck they track these people down or their right? addresses. Or dude, what they, they do. you gotta be on like someone's Twitter, like geotagging. You gotta be all this shit. Yeah. Uh, Market. What do you got? Um. Okay. So I have two actually. Uh-oh. I would really love to see a show that's kind of like Peaky Blinders meet Atlanta, where uh, it would be just about you know. Black people in the '60s. Yeah, but like gangster ass black folks in the '60s. Gangsters, yeah. We don't get that a lot. I'd be into that. Um, you know, I'll, like I'll star. Not gangsters, but like more like political activism. Oh, okay. Because like Peaky Blinders, I mean, they are gangsters, but also they have <clears throat> they have some morals. Yeah, <laughs> they are on a mission. Um, can anybody read what Runa I can't just read wrote? That. That is what the hell is paper that? Paper thin handwriting. Runa. What is happening? Runa put a. I don't know. The building might be on fire. For all we know, <laughs> shit. I think. I think we're, we need to get our schedule going. So we'll, we'll wrap this up shortly. But yeah. Go, go on, Marcana. Yeah. Um. So that's one. I would really like to see something like that. Um. Maybe you know, meet some historical historical figures throughout the mm-hmm. um, the whole adventure. And uh, another one that I kind of uh, thought about as I couldn't sleep tonight last night. Um, kind of a mashup between Stranger Things, Broad City. I'm not sure if you guys know, but Broad City's dope as shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. And Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. So kind of like really uh, self-aware, but with a girl as a, as a protagonist, and uh, kind of you know the girl who, who she would have like a the telekinesis, telekinetic power, and uh, but at the same time she would be kind of like you know this like hippie. Like, doesn't care, doesn't give a fuck, but, like, at the same time, has feelings, you know, but mm. she's too, too, like, hard-ass to show them, kind of, like, but she has, like, this telekinesis, which would be, like, a funny, interesting element to her and how she would explore it and how she would, like, later find out. I have a lot of things in my head. <laughs> yeah. No, like, <laughs> she, yeah. she wouldn't be doing your typical superhero-esque type things. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or I think we, Marquette was saying, a little she jaded, said this. A little oh, jaded, like Jessica Jones. She said on the way here that uh, this this lady would be, like, raised by uh, two gay fathers who are used to being kind of closeted, like, when they were growing up. And so that's why they want the girl to, like, hide her powers and that the girl would somehow help to, like, make the world a better place. We're just getting into it driving here in the snow, but it sounded interesting. Yeah. So I think um, I have this one movie idea or TV show that I've pitched before about uh, inner city kids and sci-fi and alien space oh, no. crash, but I've done that one already, so I have to write a new one. And this one is um, 
this one is dumb. This is a dumb. I mean, this, you this can is the say type the old of t- one again. No, I'm not gonna say the old one again. If anybody wants to know about the old one, we'll have to find where that's at, or you can find me on Discord or on Twitter, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you about the old TV show idea I have. It's the one I would actually make if I could. This one, I think, is dumb. I probably wouldn't watch this one. Anyway, <laughs> it's a vanity project. It's a. Uh, I've always wanted to do a shitty band show, so it's me and John, and we're on tour, just like around the Midwest because we're poor. And it's our band, so we get to like play all of our band music and the music. We I get to do like a lot of the music on the show, and kind of imagine like Scooby Doo, where how they're always like solving these mysteries everywhere. But uh, what we have is a stalker, and like we're like fuck, dude. Like every time we go to the show, like we keep getting like these weird messages, and like we keep showing up to like the green room, and there's always like a token there, like a thing where like holy shit, like how did anybody know that are like kiwis? You know what I mean? And then, like, we do the show, and, like, we're just, like, always watching out for the stalker because, like, we're, dude, we're going to die, but, like, we're broke, so we got to keep playing this music to keep getting this money. <laughs> and then, <laughs> as it goes on, the cops start catching, they catch a stalker, and we're like, cool, cops caught the stalker, but then, dun, 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 there's more stalkers still, and we're like, holy shit. There's a whole, <laughs> like... so pretty little liars. There's a whole <laughs> cult funny. Of, of stalkers, like... Oh, no. And it turns out that they're all of our ex-girlfriends, and they're <laughs> shitty, we keep writing songs about them, so <laughs> they start a cult to fuck with us. <laughs> And the season finale is obviously our last show that we play in Miami on the beach because it's just a reason for us to go to the beach and to have bikinis. And it's a terrible show. And it's just a vanity project. The music's awesome. But aside from that, it's the Not Brothers meet Scooby-Doo. And <laughs> That's great. You, you, but you guys can never get to like stardom. It has yeah, to, be, always. to be constantly at the level that you're at. Yeah, we're never going to become like super favorite. We're just going to be like dicking around and like playing sh- like you know, for like season three, we'll do like night bros finally get a European trip, but it's yeah. like just the most ass backwards places in Europe. Like it's like, we're never doing good. Gears always breaking. People are just showing up and being like, Bruh. like, like, there's, like, I think some, it could be funny, but it would be like, it wouldn't be like grade eight. It'd just be like some dumb shit you watch. Like when I went to electric forest, there's people I'd watch that it. play at like 4am sometimes. Cause you know, there's people always up. So it's like, yeah, we're going to be the 5 a.m. slot. And it's just like the people that are just out of their minds, just still up somehow. Like zombies. <laughs> like, are they even listening to us? I don't know. Keep playing. See, like, that's, that's awesome. I would, that's what I kind of, I don't know why, but I just think that like being like a successful musician can also mean like just playing shows where you make $75 a night. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, Kelly Parks has a pitch. Yeah, I'll read off Kelly Parks's pitch. Oh, it is a, a vampire long buried awakens and takes over a motorcycle gang. The blood meets the sons of... The true blood meets son of anarchy <laughs> called Outlaws. I'd watch the fuck out of that. Yeah. I, but I could actually see that. I'd probably like, like halfway through it, like, this is yeah. ridiculous. But I just keep watching. So uh, Netflix, those are our pitches. Please uh, take one of them. If it's the Vanity Project, I, I don't know. We'll have to work something out. But all the other ones are good. <laughs> If you want to discuss our pitch in the next podcast, also hit us up. We can call you. Yeah, yeah, we'll call. Also, we'll call my, Netflix. My TMZ character, he's not supposed to be likable. Like you're supposed to kind of hate him. So. Every, everybody will like him. <laughs> yeah. The more yeah. time you spend with the character, you're like, oh, yeah, I love this yeah. guy. Realize, I feel like, like, I feel like that would problems. be kind of a mix between Bojack and Todd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so house cleaning things. Uh, we're gonna try to do this every Sunday at about one o'clock. Oh, the computer's dying. That's at good. About to know. eleven. My bad. About eleven o'clock. Eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, EST. Uh, in the future, people, we're gonna be, we're gonna try to do some call-ins. We're gonna do some experimental stuff. Uh, we're gonna fix this camera so that it's not 480. You know. Also, if you're just listening to this, you could have been watching it. So there you go. Follow us on YouTube. I don't know why you're following us on other platforms and not YouTube. We're a YouTube channel. You can follow us on Insta also if you want. Oh yeah, we like Instagram. So uh, we got all of them. 
man that's it this is uh this has been fun yeah thanks for joining us guys and a lot a lot of you came we didn't expect to have a little crowd here so it's yeah. been nice Sorry. 135 people was at 140 you guys stuck with us thanks this is a uh, this is awesome it kind of feels like we have a radio show now yeah next time maybe we get a bigger tv in here to get uh see so we can all see the chat so yeah like, you know i mean i have to like lean over oh yeah yeah, yeah. see so, so we're, we're working out the kinks guys we could put it you just want to hang like the tv up there and yeah. just be like <laughs> what do the fans say um <laughs> thanks a ton we will catch you guys at the next one. This has been Talking Normies, a podcast that happens live occasionally. And sometimes we record it all. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. Have a good Sunday. We'll see you on the next one. Now, the fun part is when I figure out how to work the uh, the MacBook. That's Are we still live? No, chef. we're still live. I can't. Hey! I can't open OBS. Oh, no. We're getting there. And now you are going to see the actual struggle of Chris trying to figure out how to work this computer. Shots fired from the wife. Bye, y'all. 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 Fired from the wife. Bye, y'all.